Good morning and welcome back to St Anne's Midweek Wednesday Reflections. It's great that you're able to join us once again. If it's your first time with us, a very, very warm and special welcome to you. Uh, during these Wednesday Reflections, we've been doing lots of different things and looking at different parts from the Bible. Spent a number of weeks looking at the Psalms. Uh, do check out uh, our previous reflections by the back, looking at the back catalogue on the website, uh, where you can also find our streamed online services going all the way back to July. Today, though, I want to do something a little bit different. I want us to look at Paul's letter to Timothy, uh, his second letter to Timothy. So Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy, chapter 2. Um, and I'm going to use this, uh, this letter as, as a way of encouragement today. I think we all need uh, some encouragement at this time, don't we? Life is not easy. Life is not straightforward. And there's lots of problems and there's lots of, of things that are happening in people's lives. And so I think we do need to be encouraged. Um, so let me share with you this passage from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. And Paul writes these words. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian matters. He wants to please his commanding officer. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It's an amazing letter that Paul writes to Timothy. And here in this passage, Paul is preparing his son in the faith, if you like, Timothy, to become a leader of the early church. Can you imagine Timothy hearing this and reading this? You can, you can imagine his response, can't you, saying, Why me? I, I'm not sure I can do all that. Surely there's someone better to do all of that. I certainly felt like that when I believed God was calling me into a full-time Christian ministry. There were far cleverer, far more able people than me to do this job, to do this role. But as I said in my reflection last week, God chooses ordinary men and women to do extraordinary things in his name and for his greater glory. And Paul in this passage uses a number of pictures to show what the church needs in order to grow. He talks about teachers. Paul doesn't say to Timothy, you have to do everything on your own. Rather, he encourages collaborative ministry. Uh, people pulling together, people working together, people using their gifts so that God's word is heard and taught in different ways according to the circumstances that it needs to be. And the church today really needs people to do that, people to use their gifts to pass on the good news of the kingdom of God as we read it in the Bible. 
We need leaders who are committed to proclaiming the word of truth. And the church today needs members of the congregations in our churches to fall in love with the living, life-changing word of God so that they can go on to be used by God to change other people's lives. As I say regularly in church, God is in the business of transformation. Uh, Another image that Paul uses in this letter is one of soldiers. We need Christians who are prepared to go into battle for the Lord. Christians who are even uh, prepared to suffer for the advancement of the kingdom. Soldiers who will obey orders from their commanding officer. Christians who will look to their commanding officer, who is Jesus Christ. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian matters. They leave that to the politicians. As Christians, we need to look to and minister for the King of Kings. It is so easy to get pulled in different directions, one way or the other, for all kinds of good reasons. But we need to be involved first and foremost with kingdom business. Paul, writing to the young church in Ephesus, uh, chapter 6, encourages Christians to put on the whole armour of God in order to stand up for the Lord. That's something that we can do each day. We can physically put on that armour to prepare us for whatever the day might have in store. In this passage, Paul also talks about farmers. Be hardworking. Do the necessary preparation. Sow the seeds. I think we all have a part to play in the building up of the family here. We can all sow seeds. Today, why not try encouraging someone, telling them about God and what Jesus has done for them? Paul also talks about athletes. Athletes are encouraged to keep to the rules, to train hard, to run straight, to keep their eyes fixed on the finishing line. Christians should keep their eyes fixed on Jesus. Be encouraged to run with confidence and perseverance and to run for the victor's crown. As Christians, we are definitely in a race. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. But we're in it together and we need to support each other as we run. But we must never forget that the Lord is in the race with us. And that there is a large crowd of witnesses shouting for us as we continue in that race. Uh, I've only run one marathon. It was a fantastic experience. Hard work, gruelling at times, but a wonderful experience. And the thing that made it even better was the people on the sides, cheering and encouraging. The people who were giving us the water bottles and the energy gels, helping us to keep running, to persevere. As Christians, we are called to be a part of that, to encourage one another. So as we look at these amazing images, allow God to speak to you through them today. This is the gospel that Paul is suffering for, the one that Paul will ultimately die for. Paul reminds Timothy that he is at that very moment chained like a criminal. And he also reminds Timothy God's word is not chained. Therefore endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain salvation. In this passage, Paul is concerned for those who already believe 
and those who through the preaching of God's word will come to believe. In this letter, if you like, Paul is passing the baton on to his son in the faith, to Timothy. There was a time in your Christian life when someone handed the baton on to you. We need to run our race and we also need to pass that baton on to others. It's the only way that the church will grow. I wonder who might God be asking you to support today? Who might God be asking you to draw alongside today? Who can you encourage in the faith today? And who might God be putting in your path? And how might God be wanting to use you in his ongoing mission? Let's pray together. Lord, as we read this passage, as we think about the message that we've heard today, Lord, we give thanks for the people who've gone before us, who passed the baton on for us, the people who prayed for us in our Christian faith, who supported us in our Christian faith, who encouraged us and enabled us to grow. Lord, I pray that we too may be an encouragement to others, that you would show us this day who it is that you want us to encourage, to support, that we might help others grow in their discipleship. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining with us today. I pray that God will go with you in all that you do today. And until we meet again, either next week here on Wednesday or in church on Sunday. May God bless you. Bye for now.